another edition of Gold Bazan. Today I'm the host Pasha Hajan and I'm joined by regular panelist Pejman Pars to preview the Iran versus Turkmenistan match. Unfortunately our regular panels couldn't be here such as Bob Aguilari, Sinai Saimi and Aliza Pekan but it's always a pleasure to join with one of my friends Pejman Pars from all the way to, from Sweden. How are you doing today Pejman? Hi Pasha, nice to be back on another edition of Gold Bazan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Teamwork. <laughs> All right, so the first thing that I want to start off is, obviously, as we know, Iran is in Group D in this World Cup qualifier. We're in, we, have, we have eight points, placed in second place behind Oman, and right below us is Turkmenistan with seven points. Then now let's go back to talking about the first match, our World Cup qualifier match versus Turkmenistan, which was abysmal, right? It was, I think, one of those typical Iranian games that you just don't want to watch even before the second half started. Um, but where do you see Pejman that we need to expose them? When you watch, when you were watching that first game and looking at the team sheet now, which we're going to get into specifics, what do you, and we're playing against at home, um, what kind of style do you want to see from Carlos Cairo to expose the side? Uh, I want to see the kind of Iran that I've been seeing lately with kind of fast passes, uh, a lot of... Offensive playing, they are not afraid to to attack with four, five, six players, uh, and they get Ashkan Dejava a kind of a free role uh, that he, he can be almost wherever he wants to be on the field because when you when you, usually when he has the ball he goes uh, forward he's not afraid to challenge his players and he sets up great opportunities for the other players. Uh, he also wants to score himself, uh, and that's maybe a big frustration uh, inside of him. But I'm hoping for a attacking, cocky football that doesn't uh, let Turkmenistan to rest one second in Azadi Stadium. You know, what's interesting enough is that looking at this uh, team sheet right now, he's invited five strikers, Mehdi Tarami, Sardar Azmoun, and Kave Rezaei, Reza Guchen Nejad, and Karaman Sarifa, but also sources told us that Reza Guchen Nejad has told that he's not going to join with Team Medley in order to, you know, uh, stay fit for his club in Charlton. My question to you now is, now when you say a free roll, do you want to see the fluid 4-2-3-1 with Ashkan in the middle, for example, we could have possibly Jahan Baksh on the right wing, or left with Vaid Amiri, or is that is there something else that you want to see? Because I feel that in order for us to expose this side, we need more attacking threats, and... What's interesting is that in the last couple of games, we've seen Sadar as when Mehdi Tarmi, but sometimes Mehdi Tarmi is always in the right flank, or sometimes he comes into the middle. And that's what the discussion we were having with the boys earlier, that it's it's interchanging. You don't know exactly where Ashkan is really playing. You don't know where exactly Tarmi is, it's because it's a fluid thing. The system keeps changing. Do you want to see Ashkan in the middle, in the, in the number 10 or right behind Osmoon, or would you rather perform on the flanks, or would you rather see somebody else in the middle? Because we don't actually have a number 10, unfortunately, and that goes back to not producing uh, enough academy players or something that could get us to this level. Um, where do you see that, Pejman? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you that we don't really have that uh, number 10 player. Uh, so therefore, we shouldn't maybe uh, force someone who's not good enough for the national team to, to have that role. But at the same time, I think if someone would be going to do that, that would be Ashkan. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him uh, as a number 10. I see him more uh, on the right side, maybe. Sometimes even left side. But say on the right side, because he has the pace to actually uh, outrun his opponents. That's something maybe that he can't do if he will be in the middle behind the, uh, the forwards. And he usually, when he has the ball, he comes in inside the the fields anyways so why not let him do that from his right side when he can uh, uh, attack with speed and give that golden uh, pass to maybe to Osmoon or some other player Taremi uh, he has responded quite well under Kairos and I think he will play again from start I doubt that he will get 90 minutes but uh, Somehow, uh, I think that uh, even if uh, Ochanajad is back and Ansarified is, is scoring again in, in Greece, I don't see Osmond, uh, Osmond's place being a threat. And that could be really important for us, having a player that uh, is in good shape and knows that uh, the coach uh, relies on him and trusts him and uh, let him play the, the game that he wants to play. But uh, maybe he won't get 90 minutes, but uh, Osmond has been really effective for us. And his uh, team, uh, his, his, his uh, uh, team uh, player, Ashkan Dejaga, have been good for him. Uh, I, I hope uh, that can continue. You know, speaking, I just want to keep remaining on this topic because somebody that we haven't seen in this uh, last couple of games and then, 26 man list because he wasn't you know part of the team oh, is Masoud Shojai. <laughs> Masoud is back and he supposedly might get a chance on the number 10 role which a player that I think that has passed his peak not the same player as he used to be when he's really frustrated you always seem keen that he's going to get end up getting a red card and unfortunately um, it's a new this goes back to not us producing enough players that when the time comes and these guys are aging, they need, need to go. And he's one of those players that I'm so shocked that keeps getting involved with a national team. As much as a great player he used to be in the past, unfortunately didn't get to that um, level that we always thought he was going to be, or that's just me personally. Do you, Where do you see Masoud in this team, Pejmond? Was do you, Don't you think that it's time for Kairos to stop relying on all these Arab, supposedly veterans and, you know, go back into trying to find some youngsters, you know? Like, for example, he brought this young lad, Kamal Binia, to plays for Paris Bullies. I was watching Darby. He did really decent well, and I think that's why he got one of the Cubs. And he's just been doing well. You know what I mean? And then we're going to go talk about our defensive line and stuff. But, you know, it's going to come to a point that he needs to realize that, hey, this is, this is we're going to Russia. This is World Cup 2018. We can't always rely on these guys because the team is aging. This is the old team, to be honest, you know. He needs to bring some more youth players in or just interchange it, you know, because this is the likes of Torkmanison, and we should beat Torkmanison any day on Azadi. So what do you think about that? Uh, well, speaking of Masood, I'm actually one of his fans. So it's even more <laughs> frustrating for me to see him not getting out his potential. Yeah. Uh, because I think he still got it. I think 
is still crucial for a crucial, but it can be a part uh, of the squad. Uh, but for World Cup 2018, I, I don't really know. Uh, not if he's going to continue playing in the Arabian leagues, uh, but uh, when he's good in the national team, he's actually quite good, and he actually gets a lot of free kicks with him. Uh, he used, he likes to challenge, but he haven't been good or decent uh, in a long while for like three games in a row or something. That I, I can, I can't really remember when when that's happened. Uh, so Masoud being back in the squad, it shows that we still need to work with getting good players. Just because other players are good in the national league doesn't make them good enough for, for the national right. squad. And that's a problem we have. We have, we have had plenty of uh, really good defensive midfielders in the league. But when they come to the national team, <laughs> uh, they haven't re- really uh, been that great. So, uh, Masoud, I'll see, I see this World Cup qualifiers as his last chance to to prove himself. Hopefully he, he'll get that, that, that ignition and sparkle. Right. See, I still want to th- look at the front four that we're going to play against Torque Madison. You know, a player that, as I should say, is having a little struggle in his early start of his career with his new club and one of the best teams in the Dutch league, Azad Alkman, Ali is a Jahanbach. And I just watched him um, in his past game and he came off of, he just lasted at half and you know, it's just, I think he still has that injury still going on, and he just didn't seem very, you know, he was trying, but it wasn't one of his, up to his games, um, and I feel like this is the best time for him to get his confidence back and start making himself a bigger name for the national team, because we know he's a potential talent, he's one of the best young talents, not only for us, but in all of Asia, it's going to be with Osmond, and this is what we want to keep uh, producing, um, I'm going to ask you this question, question Pejman, because I definitely want to see him getting featured, and I do actually want to get him to see him start against, because, you know, Torquemadison is not a, you know, big <laughs> Asian country, you know, when it comes to the footballing aspect of it, and it's always good to see these youngsters getting more playing time against them in order to get their potential up, you know, becoming more confident part of the team. Do you, Where do you see him featuring, and do you think that, is, is it because of how defensive-minded Kairos is that he feels that Jahanbash is more offensive-minded? That's why he doesn't really get got some playing time in the Asian Cup? Or where do you see Jahanbash going from here on onwards? Um, well, we have the service there. Why he haven't played before, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons. Uh, uh, he had been injured or he's, uh, he hasn't found his right uh, position in the national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been players better than him at that moment. Uh, there, there, there's a, a couple of different reasons. But today, for me, uh, Jahan Bash is one of the most important players yeah. that we have. Uh, his uh, developments in, uh, in the Dutch league in Holland have been amazing. Uh, from being uh, more or less a nobody in a small team to being a part of a big team in, in Holland, one of the, the strongest, the, the five, six, couple of years, uh, always in the European competitions. Uh, and now getting back from his injury, uh, he will get playing time, he will get even better, I think. And 
his team will get even better too because they actually been quite awful so far in the uh, in the Dutch league and they are about to lose their their regularity in the European leagues. Uh, I think that Kairosh really needs to find uh, that Alireza Jahan Bash that the Dutch uh, coaches have found so far. Because, uh, to be honest, Jahan Bach haven't done anything in the national team yeah. that will put, put his name in the, in the history books. Uh, he haven't really uh, proved himself. And I don't know whose fault that is, but I know that it's the time now to make him an important player. In this squad, that means if he's going to be in the right side, I would prefer him before Ashkan Dejaga on the right side, then maybe put Dejaga on the left side. That means Amiri would be out. Then maybe Amiri, if uh, Kesh wants to play with him, should play like a number ten, or he should be a substitute. Uh, so he have to be a part of the starting eleven, and he have to find his uh, the best out of him. If not. Then that's a big failure from Carlos Queiroz if he can't yeah. use the potential that Alirza Jambash has. Because that's true. Because he's he was more of an established player for his club, and is he Nijmegen than he was for the national team, and that just shows back to maybe he just keeps going back to picking veterans instead of these youngsters giving him chance, or he just doesn't believe in them at this moment. Peshaw, my next question that I've next uh, speaking, I wish that we always talk about this um, is about Kairos tactics 4-2-3-1 that at sometimes looks very predictable we could predict that, like maybe 9 out of the 11 players who's going to be on the pitch right and Bobak kept saying that we should revert to a 4-3-3 a traditional 4-3-3 with two wingers and a striker up top an attacking midfielder you know right in front of the two holding midfielders or in the pivot role or whatnot do you still think that we should revert to a 4-3-3, a natural 4-3 instead of a 4-2-3-1? Because we have now more pacey wingers, especially John Bash is back in the team now. Or do you think we should stick back with a 4-2-3-1? And um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, uh, for me, to be, to be honest, uh, uh, the numbers are irrelevant to me. You can mm -hmm. call them basically whatever you want. we want. The football of today... Uh, you basically have two, three different kind of formations depending on how the game develops. Uh, a 4 2 3 one it's, it's on the paper, but uh, if we have the ball a lot, it, it maybe quickly turns out into a 4-1-4-1 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so for me, the numbers aren't uh, important. For me, the important thing is, as you say, how can we use our wingers? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we can use them uh, as well as in 4-4-2 and in 4-2-3-1 uh, or, or uh, whatever. What I hope and what I wish for uh, is that our solid defending uh, would stay the same just because we just because we play against weaker teams doesn't mean that uh, uh, we don't concede goals. We've seen that we concede goals against the weaker teams, and maybe we will do that uh, against Turkmenistan as well. If we have a decent uh, defending team, the opportunities will come sooner or later. 
even against great nations in the world, you always get a couple of uh, opportunities. And we saw that in the World Cup as well against uh, Argentine. So anything can happen, but we have to have that solid defense. And now looking at the midfield role, basically the holding midfield role, um, it seems like whenever you play Andrei Tamori and Omide Prime, they're not they're, they're very similar in the sense that they're not very mobile. Um, do you want to see another youngster in there like Saida Zatole, even though he hasn't been playing for Rosso because of contract issues, but he had a great game against Japan. Um, where do you see? Where do you want to see? Who you want to see in the center midfield role against Turkmenistan? Um, I, I think I still want to see Taimurian and Ebrahimi, but Zatole uh, he needs to play for his club. Uh, Playing uh, in a national team only, that's, that shows, first of all, how much Kairos see in him and trusts him. Uh, because he haven't played a, a league game for quite some time now, yeah. and he needs to do that. So, to throw him in these important games, uh, I think he needs to, to develop. Uh, with that being said, Ebrahimi is, is the choice that we don't have anyone better. He's not super good, uh, but we don't have anyone better. But he's done, uh, as I said before, he's done great in the league with Sepahan, and he's done great with the league now in Estherlon. But in the national team, it's quite different because uh, uh, there's a different tactic and uh, another coach. Uh, but still, I think that our our midfield, uh, our defensive midfield, or, or Iran in general, uh, have played uh, attractive football for once uh, in mm-hmm. these uh, last games, uh, and uh, the pace of the game and of the of the ball is much faster. And maybe that's due to Ebrahimi and Temurian. It's hard for me to say. So I want to see them uh, continue their their teamwork together. You know, I know you watch the reigning league vividly, and there's a new person on this team list that we're talking on Kalabinia. Um, and obviously, Matthew Torby is known to be right now one of the staff's favorite, you know, player because he's he always seems like he's gives it he gives it his all, and he's been actually doing very well for a national team, coming starting or off the bench. Um, could you tell us more about these two players and how they've done more in the Iranian league, especially Kamal Binia, because that's someone that I just just watch a derby and you know. He was pretty impressive, and I've been told that you know in the last couple of matches of press release, he should be getting the call up because he deserves it. Um, could you tell us more about that? Um, I can tell you some. <laughs> I'm not even if even if I watch the Iranian uh, league, I, I'm not uh, as good as maybe Sino yeah, or, yeah. or some other guys. Uh, uh, what I want to say, with, without getting uh, you know without bashing these young players. Is that this happens almost every year that uh, young, for us unknown players, they, they really shine in teams like uh, Estherlon and Perspolis and uh, Sepahan and other big big clubs, and they're like, where have you been, and, and why aren't you like a part or a name for the national uh, squad? I think that would. Uh, maybe at least this one to hope that with Kairosh and uh, we really want to go to the Olympics with uh, with our other coaches Hakipur. Um, maybe we see the potentials in these young players 
in a different way that we used to do. Or maybe that these young players know that uh, the lack that they know that the young players before them that were good lacked in so many other things, such as understanding tactics and getting correct instructions. Maybe, and this is just speculation, players like Kalabinia uh, uh, or the Mohammadi brothers in Rawham, mm-hmm. uh, maybe their tactical understanding is much better than young players 10 years ago that we had that were awful in the tactics but were really skillful and talented in other uh, effects. So I can't really give you a good answer why this guy is good and what he has done good. And unfortunately, to be good in Paris Police these days is quite easy. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're Atrocious. not so good. So maybe young players are getting better tactically because they know that that's their ticket for getting exposure. You know, two of our main starters in the back line have been injured. Hosseini, which he's been phenomenal, one of the big, big center backs in Asia, and Gafuri, they're both out. And looking at this back line, I definitely do want to see Morsa Zopurali Genji. I want to see more youngsters, especially knowing that our next match is going to be against Guam and knowing that the visa issues that we're going to talk about in the next part and Heights, he won't be available. Don't you want to see, like, Milad Mohamedi at the left back role, Pejman? Don't you want to see more youngsters like him? Because, you know, obviously it's a big match against Turkmenistan, but, like, Ramin Rezaian at right back is somebody that I would prefer much more. You know, than having Pejman Montaziri there, having Montaziri and poor Ali Genji there with Milad Mohamedi, because knowing that instead of Haid Safi, because we know Haid Safi unfortunately got denied getting a visa uh, to play in Guam. And um, what do you see? What do you think about the back line with the list he's given out? Um, or we could even see Kanani and poor Ali Genji, but I think that's just asking too much from Kairush. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first of all, I forget to say that Kamya being young, he isn't that young. He's like 25, 25. Jesus Christ. All right, that's uh, that just, <laughs> that's just a rainy football for you. <laughs> uh, but but uh, he did well in uh, NAFT last season. And uh, the, ish, the, the visa issue is just uh, stunning. I, I hope that we will get sorted out and they get punished for if, if this is true, uh, what's happened. Uh, but back to your question about... Uh, our left, uh, our defenders, uh, not having Hosseini, wow, that, that's really interesting for Kairosh and for national team. How would they cope with that? Uh, I too hope that Mortaza Puraliganji will get a start because he's a regular for his Chinese club mm-hmm. uh, and he actually scored, I think, a, a week or two ago. Um, um, so I hope that he gets more playtime because he did great in the Asian Cup and then gets like left out. Um, Kanani, well, you, you never know. Uh, you, you say that you, before you said that we are good in predicting the because Kairos start lineup. This one is different. Like, this one is different because Hosseini <laughs> and I uh, think is out. Especially knowing that the match against Torchmanison when we didn't have Hosseini, we look atrocious in the back line because he's a proper leader and when he's on the pitch, we feel more, um, you know, influence and, you know, being more positive towards the game. The back line is more stable, which now he's not going to be there and that's what we conceded against Torchmanison, which it will be interesting who he's going to field. So that's why I'm asking you, Pejron, what do you think is going to happen? I think Mursa Pouliganji will, will get that place. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
who will take Buriaga for his place? Uh, maybe Perspolis uh, right winger defender um, uh, Reza Yan. On the left side, it would be great fun to see Milad Mohammed. Yeah. Uh, he's that kind of talent that's that you see can have a future. Uh, I can have a bright future. I only seen a couple of games of him, to be honest. But I heard his name and I read, I read a lot about him, and uh, he seems interested. But he's like, let's not forget, he's like his, our third option, or maybe our, our fourth. Uh, we still have Pouladi, and he has his military issues. Yeah, unfortunately. Moshavi had his visa issues. Uh, I'm sure if Bixar, uh, uh, <laughs> they would be available. He would be <laughs> issue. <laughs> I've heard the name, so he's not our number one choice, and that will maybe scare off uh, Kerouac and Putina, uh, maybe uh, Pejmane Montazeri on the left, and Kanani uh, on the middle with Portapurera Ganji. I, I can't see that happen. I can see Pejmane on the left side. My next question now is looking at the goalkeeper position, and obviously, Pedro, I'm going to ask you what do you think, who you want in the starting 11 as a whole. It's going to be interesting because we know Hayri now, you know, he's playing for Ruben Kazan, but unfortunately on the bench, knowing that this club kept loaning him out, and at some time he couldn't find a club, and unfortunately he was linked to an English club, but that never unfortunately happened um, because, you know, obviously with permit and stuff, work permit because he wasn't getting, he didn't have enough national games under his belt. Do you, do you want to see him, or do you want to see this youngster, Bayron Van, which we know Sina is a big lover of? And unfortunately, Sina is not here, and um, basically they call him now the Neuer of Iran with those throws that he gives, basically an NFL quarterback kind of style. But um, what do you think about the goalkeeping situation? Is there anything specific that you want to see, or what is it? Um, first of all, I think... Uh, Neuer should be called uh, the <laughs> uh, what did you say the, the, the goalkeeper the foreign goalkeeper something uh, I think uh, what's his name uh, Beiromand is way better than Neuer and <laughs> some players in, in in the world today of throwing the ball not being a goalkeeper yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, about your question well we have a big problem uh, with Hariri he is a really good goalkeeper, in my opinion. He has developed very much from Paris Willis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he must either have really bad advisors or uh, uh, a bad agent. I don't know, because playing regularly in NFL in Portugal, although it was a bad team, he played regularly. He chose to come back to Rubin Kazan when he was loaned out, so maybe he didn't have that uh, much of a choice. But he should know, or maybe uh, somebody should tell him that he's not the first option. So he's he's not he's not developing. You only not only, but you develop a lot by playing games, not just uh, training. And he's only been training. I think he played like one game in the cup or something, and they they lost that. Uh, so he should he should be scared of Bayern Wand. Uh, he is good, Bayron. He's done some mistakes too. Let's not uh, yeah. exaggerate. And uh, yeah, he's not. Uh, I don't feel more comfortable with Bayron. But I think he's a really good replacer so far. And uh, if he 
goes to a club in in Europe. Hopefully, I hope so because I heard some rumors. But if we do that, do that, uh, I can see him taking the number one shirt. So with Halilebi being out, Beravan is a good uh, a replacer. But I don't see Hariri being out for good. So I think Hariri will still be the one. But I see actually a positive. Uh, uh, competition there. Usually, you don't want a competition on the on the goalkeeping part, but in Iran, we need all the competition we yeah. can get because we don't have that good players. That's just to make players more keen on playing, giving their all their best. And obviously, as you said, Beno is a top goalkeeper because Tado Martins is after him, and we all know he's a little George Mendes that we call him. But um, my next question now um, to wrap this up, uh, Pejman is now we talked about the front back four, you know, front four midfield central who do you want to see starting in your lineup as a whole um we talked about defensive right now got your prediction on that but is there anybody specifically that you just want to see starting in that lineup against Turkmenistan in order to get the three points especially knowing that three out of our four matches remaining will be at home which would definitely put us in a good position to qualify hopefully for force for first so um what are your thoughts on the overall hold of starting lineup anybody specific that you want to see in there I want to see Jahan Bakhsh. Hmm. Uh, maybe it seems like something that uh, we should all expect, but I don't expect that at all. Even when we expected him to play, he was actually on the bench sometimes when he didn't get 90 minutes. And so, yeah. so I want to see Jahan Bakhsh. I want to see 90 minutes from Jahan Bakhsh, even if he will play awfully. I think he can he can actually uh, be uh, a threat. Uh, in, in, in the last second of the game as well. So I want to see Jahan Bakhsh. Uh, uh, I want to see Osmond. Believe it or not, now no, don't don't hate me for this, but I want to see Masood from the start. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's just that he was a player that I've always liked, but unfortunately for me, he didn't pick his potential that I wanted to see. And as, as we all know, Masood has that Iranian blood in him that when he gets really frustrated, you always think he's going to get up and he's going to be in red card, which he's done numerous of times. But for me right now, I just he's just a player that I think that the Pat, I appreciate what he's done for the club, I mean national team, but I feel like we should move on and field in more youngsters. But unfortunately, once again, do we, we don't even have number 10s. Or do we, but we don't go looking after him, which goes back to this organization, the Iranian Football Federation. But yeah, sorry, I just got a little off topic. No, no, sorry. <laughs> yes, so, so I saw it from the front. Uh, I see yeah. Osmond uh, as our top top goal scorer, or at least top forward. Uh, behind him, if we play with this 4 2 3 1, although mm-hmm. I'm not turning to these uh, numbers, uh, the three up front on the left, uh, you should have uh, Dejaga in the middle, you should have Masood, and on the right side, Jahan Bash. But I think that uh, they can switch places, Masood and uh, depending on how uh, Turkmenistan will play. Uh, that's really three offensive players. Uh, then uh, our two defensive midfielders, of course, underneath Teymurian and Omid Ebrahimi, mm-hmm. are four in the back. Now, that that's uh, a bit of a challenge, but uh, it will be, f- I think, Pejman Montaderi on the left, if not Milad Mohammadi. But no, I think actually Pejman Montaderi. And uh, the two midfields, or the, the, the two in the middle, should be Mortada Purali Ganji mm-hmm. and probably Kanani, I guess. Uh, 
on, on the right side, uh, maybe Ramin Rezaian. Now that's a really offensive lineup there, maybe even too offensive for, for my taste, but why the hell not? We, we should, yeah. we have to beat Turkmenistan at home, even uh, if, uh, uh, with this uh, squad. Yeah, you know, exactly. You brought to a good point. I just don't know. It's like a Portuguese, you know, manager thing that they're so defensive-minded. And I hope that Kairos, we are at home. We got to expose Turkmenistan. We got to field the cat attacking players. I just don't want to see, you know, <laughs> Ramin Rezaian right back. And he's going to put another right back in front of him as a right wing, you know, as we did it against Japan. But I appreciate uh, Peshmon um, always coming on Gold and It's great to have you part of this team. And um, once again, guys, this was obviously a live pod. Um, we're speaking right now on Rabble TV. And um, once again, I also want to say that if you guys want to check us out, you guys check us obviously on Rabble TV, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Peshman Pars, my friend, always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for always your beloved Shirazi uh, <laughs> expert comments. Thank you. Well, once again, guys, uh, we'll be having, um, we'll be talking, probably have a post-match pod soon. But nonetheless, you can find us on Rabble TV, Football Channel Asia, um, iTunes. Please subscribe and SoundCloud. And I'm uh, looking forward to speaking to you guys again. Thank you. Hey, Yeah.